0: Sunrise. Sunset. Sunrise. Sunset. Sunrise. Sunset. Sunrise. Sunset. Sunrise. Sunset. Sunrise. Did you hear something? No. Hmm. Did I? I don't know. Trilogy of Error, which occurs in season 12 and is written by Matt Selman, directed by Mike B. Anderson. Uh... It's a sweet episode. I love it. Uh, It is one of the very way out episodes that um, have the writing staff taking extreme chances, you know, big, big risks with narrative structure um, and with, you know, what's become convention or commonplace for Simpsons fans at this point the series has been through like almost every combination imaginable of uh different characters facing off with plots you know many many different way out plots many different trips have been taken um but except for the treehouse of horror episodes um they have stuck to a regular three-act structure with an A story and a B story, for the most part. When we come to sort of the late 90s, we see other episodes that are non-Treehouse of Horror ones that... have this uh, trilogy structure. And this is one of them, um, but it has a twist. The other ones I can think of just offhand are The Simpsons' Tall Tales, where the hobo um, in the boxcar talks to them, and it's you know three separate episodes taking place, you know, in way in the past with the Simpsons as characters from folklore. Uh, All written by different writers, by the way. And also the um, Simpsons Bible stories, which is super duper funny. Um, where they fall asleep in church and there are, you know, three different s- biblical stories with the Simpsons as, as Bible heroes. So that happened. But this one, with the title based on the Trilogy of Terror, of course, which was a, like a Karen Black TV movie from the 70s. Is actually the same story told from the point of view of three different people: Homer first, then Lisa, and then Bart. I love how the just the right things are repeated in this. You know, you repeat the garbage truck coming and picking up Flanders' mailbox, um, the paper being tossed uh, to the doorstep. And Bart sitting at the breakfast table hearing Milhouse ring the doorbell. Those are the three things that happen three times. And everything else, I think, almost. No, not everything, but a lot of the other things are, you know, very selectively edited. So some of it is seen by some people and and not others. This, of course, is the episode with Linguo, um, a very beloved robot character that Lisa has built and that survives only for the length of the episode, tragically. uh, When we were watching it in the theater cafe, I was actually very moved by the death of Linguo at the end. I love that Homer really is fond of Linguo to the extent that You know, he's sad and even heartbroken when he sees Lingo's decapitated head fly towards him. And he, you know, closes his eyes. (laughs) It's so adorable and horrible. But, you know, they shared a beer together once, so you can see why Homer would get emotional about it. This entire plot would function very well as just a real story, you know, with the A story being Homer cutting off his thumb and the B story being Lisa having to get to school. Um, and then, of course, there's a the C story, which is Bart's story about the smuggled fireworks. Perhaps the greatest single joke in this show is uh, what happens at West Springfield Elementary when Lisa is dropped off there by mistake by Mr. Teeny. And the French class laughs at her. And the -the over-the-top, stereotypical French teacher guy is like, ah, 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 en Francais. And their laughter switches from ha-ha-ha-ha-ha to "ah, ah-ha-ha-ha-ha. And they actually repeat that at the very end after the Gracie films, Shush. Frankie Muniz is great here. He is the guest voice of the boy at West Springfield Elementary who falls in love with Lisa instantly. Thelonious is his name. He's, you know, sort of a sweet, nerdy kid with glasses. And they start, you know, making goo goo eyes at each other and holding hands and spinning to happy together by the turtles. then she has to bid him farewell because science is more important and she's about to be late for the science fair. The thing that kills Linguo ultimately is um, he's a grammar robot and he corrects people's grammar. And when he runs into Fat Tony and his crowd the gangster's grammar is so bad that There's a bad grammar overload and he short circuits and explodes. Uh, I happen to like when he corrects one of the guys saying, no, no, shut up your face. Meanwhile, Homer has had his his thumb cut off by mistake by Marge and he has to get to the hospital or he has to somehow reattach his thumb and, um, you know, he's icing it. He, you know, he's, his severed thumb is on his lap on, in an ice bucket for some of the show. And then he switches it to a pickled, brine, or like a pickled egg brine barrel that Mo gives him. But all's well that ends well in the end because the mobster, Louie, Uh, incidentally, the one that is the subject of a lawsuit right now, there's, uh, a character actor who plays in a lot of mobster films that claims that Louis is based on him and he wants money. Um, Louis turns out to be a good mob doctor and he sews Homer's thumb back on ...at the school, resulting in Lisa winning the science fair after all. As Fat Tony says, he once removed a slug from my shoulder and inserted it into a stoolie's brain. That's how good a doctor he is. I think the one who really shines here, the clear MVP of the episode, is... Chief Wiggum. The whole joke of 123 Fake Street is in this episode, which makes me laugh every time. Um, And, I mean, he's just at his, like, blundering best. He sends (laughs) Millhouse... Oh, no, Bart, sorry, Bart. He he wires Bart and sends him into the cave uh, to bust Fat Tony's illegal fireworks ring. And immediately gets on the radio and says, ah, Fat Tony, is that you? <laughs> and, and blows Bart's cover right away. Uh, Millhouse goes, I can't go to Juvie. Um, guys like me are treated like currency there. <laughs> and Wiggum goes, yeah, yeah, they'll pass you around like, um, well, like currency, like you said. <laughs> and like when he's driving around looking for 123 Fake Street he passes Mr. Teeny in the car and he's like hey Teeny do you know do you know how to get to 123 Fake Street I don't know I like I'm learning that I like when people speak to Mr. Teeny with familiarity it tickles me anyway that was trilogy of error wonderf- wonderfully done wonderfully written by Matt Selman uh who has said that the inspiration for it came from watching the movie Go, which has a similar structure. Uh, And that will put you in the right time frame. Go came out in 1999, and this episode is from spring 2001. That's going to do it for Simpsons Time. Thank you for listening to Simpsons Time. Thank you for listening to Simpsons Time through the Devigulator with me, Amanda Nazario. This song is Three by Conspiracy of Owls, uh, which I am talking over because I do not want to violate the copyright law that podcasts are subject to. I thank you for listening this week to this episode of this podcast. Um, I'd like to tell you, if you don't already know, that right now WFMU is doing its October fundraiser, and shockingly enough, we'll be doing it until the end of October. You can look at my show page, wfmu.org slash playlists slash sy, and see a link to donate to Simpsons Time through the Deep regulator. Uh I would love it to get a few donations from you kind listeners. Uh, and we, yeah, we'll make the accounts at the end of the month. <laughs> and uh, all of the proceeds will go to WFMU uh, to keeping podcasts like this and all of our programming alive and, uh, delivering it to your ears. So it's a worthy cause. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.